0: G'day everyone, welcome to For the Love of Brick. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. For the Love of Brick is a fortnightly podcast where I talk to people from all over the world about their love of Lego. This week, I chat to the one and only Kevin Hinkle. Kevin worked for the Lego Group for 12 years and is well known in the Lego community in North, Central and South America. He's also a talented freelance artist and after the 12-year detour, has come back to his passion for illustration and graphic design. In this podcast, we chat about his career at Lego, his comic Bricks in the Middle, and what it's like to be a freelance artist, and a whole lot more. But in all honesty, this interview, I hardly had time to scratch the surface of Kevin's career because it's so big. So, Don't forget to listen to the end so you can find out how to get more Kevin in your life. But until then, sit back and enjoy this week's episode of For the Love of Brick. Hello, Kevin. Uh, Welcome to my podcast.
1: Hey, Um, thank you. Thank you for uh, allowing me and inviting me to be here.
0: First things first, for people that don't know who you are, uh, would you be able to tell me a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure. So I think there's probably two kind of pools of thinking, I would assume, with anybody that's like, who is this guy? (laughs) Um, So for anybody who is, I guess, not a Lego fan, I guess, might be the the very easy, broad uh, label, um, I am a freelance artist. So I have spent my entire life studying art, illustration, graphic design. Uh, I've got a bachelor's degree in finance, so that is how I sustain myself uh, now. Sustain is a stretch, uh, but say. that is that's, that's how I pay the bill. That's how I attempt to pay the bills uh, is uh, commission work. So people hire me yep. to do things like logo design, brand design, um, just like draw this, draw that, uh, stuff like that. Um, But I've also done a fair amount of kind of like brand design things, uh, you know, like logos for different entities. Yeah, Uh, I work from home doing that. uh, So I'm here and obviously that also puts me in the position of taking care of the house. uh, So I kind of make sure that it's not totally falling apart, uh, decently (laughs) clean and, um, you know, meals are prepared when they need to be prepared. So that's that part of me people that are within the lego fan community though a lot of them are kind of uh, funny enough just learning that i know how to draw uh but um <laughs> i spent uh 12 years of my life actually working for the lego group yes uh in that time of my life um uh, i worked in retail Yep. So I have a lot of years working in retail with uh, with Lego stores, Lego brand retail. Yep. Uh, and and half of my career was spent in uh, what we call community management. Yep. That was a kind of a PR role, in which I was a liaison uh, between the Lego brand, the Lego company, the Lego entity, and the Lego fan community for the geographic regions of North Central. And South America, so I was oh, wow. essentially in charge of half of the world, uh, <laughs> and that was up until 2017. Yeah. So a lot of people in the in the Lego circle, they're like, "Oh, that's the community guy." Yeah. Um, that's the guy that works for Lego. He goes to the shows uh, because I I spend many many years going to conventions and expos and things like that. Um, I, I think I've been at this point over 65 lego shows in my time oh wow uh, and obviously getting to know um uh, a lot of lego user groups er- across my territory yeah uh, so I, i'm very well versed in all of the lugs uh from the, the top of greenland down to the tip of chile yep uh a lot of the shows a lot of the uh online media Uh, Although that kind of explodes year over year over year. It's like you can can be an expert this year and then know nothing in two years. Uh, But I was in my time uh, very well connected to um, sites and blogs and stuff such as Brick Set and Brothers Brick and BZ Power. Uh, And and back then we didn't have a lot of big YouTube channels. It was really like Beyond Brick was the big one. Yep. Um, There was a couple other kind of like up and comers like uh, Jane Bricks was going uh, just too good was going. Um, so, you know, kind of that, I guess in a lot of ways, that ultimate dream job of uh, people like, Oh, that's the guy that talks to fans all day. Yeah. Uh, and so that's what a lot of Lego people know me as I'm not that anymore. Yeah. So I want to, I want to make sure I stress uh, that I, I am no longer employed by the Lego group. Nothing I say reflects on behalf of the Lego company or brand um, so that's important <laughs> there's actually a fair amount of people that still do not know I don't work there even though we're almost almost two, two and a half years out now Yeah. Um, I actually got an Instagram message yesterday uh, saying wait, do you not work for Lego anymore? and I was like uh, it's, uh, no no, no,
0: <laughs> that's, no that's I don't it's <laughs> like yeah. Hotel so California kind
1: of, <laughs> exactly, so those are kind of the two things that people would know me about work yeah um but i wouldn't be offended if you didn't know who i was <laughs> oh
0: okay well sweet i just i literally just stumbled across you on my zoom calendar so <laughs> okay hey, who, are,
1: who are you why are you here
0: it's, it's like, like how did you get my what are you doing in my house uh, <laughs> how did you get my email? <laughs> um so okay well let's start at the beginning um so you studied uh your fine bachelor of arts what made you then Go towards Lego? Like, was it just, it's a job? Or.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's actually rather unremarkable. Yep. Uh, so I moved, uh, so I'm, I'm originally from Texas. That's yep. where I, I was born. Uh, and a Texan is always a Texan, whether or not he lives in the state of Texas, he or she lives in the state of Texas. Uh, so I moved to the state of Colorado for college. Um, that was where my art school was. And, uh, so I moved there, I had, I was already married. I got married as soon as I turned 18, I eloped with my high school sweetheart. We're still together. <laughs> still together today. Oh, you are. Uh, so okay. I, <laughs> I, I, yes. So I did have, you know, I already did have kind of those responsibilities on my mind. Yeah. Um, and so I needed a job. I mean, that's just really all it was. It's like, all right, I'm going to school, but I need to have a job. And I was going to school full-time, so I you know, moved up to Colorado to study full-time, but I needed yep. a job because we need to pay the bills. And uh, as exciting as it sounds, I said, let's go to the mall and see if anyone's hiring. Yeah. Uh, and so we, we drove to the mall, which was not far away, and uh, we were walking around it. And uh, first of all, I didn't even realize that Lego had retail stores. And this was in 2005 when yes. I was there. Yep, this was 2005 when I'm walking around the mall. Uh, so for anyone who's kind of you know, a Lego fan today in 2020, uh, in 2005, there was 22 Lego stores.
0: Yep, none uh, of them in Australia. Now,
1: yeah, there's <laughs> hundreds now. I think there's maybe 250, yep. uh, maybe more than that. But uh, there was 22 when in 2005. So I didn't know that was a thing. And so we were walking, I was like, oh, that'd be really cool to, I guess, work in a Lego store. I mean, I played with that as a kid. I was not uh, an adult fan of Lego by any any yep. stretch of the imagination. I just I played with it as a kid. I had fond memories of it. I moved on. Uh, and I was like, that would be kind of a, I think that would be kind of a fun job to do. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, fast forward, I applied. I actually got a uh, on-the-spot interview <laughs> Because this was back in a time, this was actually right like year one, year two out of the brink of financial collapse for the Lego group. Yep. So um, so there wasn't a lot of sales, there wasn't a lot of business, uh, and there wasn't a lot of uh, demand to work at Lego. And so when I saw that they were hiring, they had a hiring sign in window. And when I applied, I actually had an on-the-spot interview. They're like, oh, are you free now? I mean, can you imagine such a thing happening now? Wouldn't that Work <laughs> for us. Uh, it just, it wouldn't happen. It wouldn't. I mean, now you have stores that have, they, they um, even if they're hiring or not, they get dozens and dozens of applications a day. Yeah, um, But um, yeah, had an on-the-spot interview. Um, and then I was going home that day. Like, I don't know, maybe two hours later, I got a call to offer a job to work there. Um, it was a part-time sales associate role, just a little bit above minimum wage. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't glorious, but it was a job during college and I did enjoy it because I got to work with toys Yep, um, and, um, and kids. And I do enjoy, I actually like kids. Uh, I have no qualms with kids.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: so, but uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. And, um, and, you know, I have kind of a, um, a persona, a a work ethic that I will, I will lean into whatever my job is. Yeah. It doesn't mean I love it. It doesn't mean I'm ecstatic that I get to do what I'm doing, but if I'm going to do it, I'm going to give it my all. Yeah. All the way in and I'm going to do what I need to do for the business or the brand or whatever. And that's what I did. I did that at the store and, uh, that ended up, all throughout my college, that was my job. I did the entire four years I was studying, and uh, ended up being promoted over and over and over again. Uh, and that wasn't necessarily my goal. Yeah, I wasn't like, I can't wait to be a retail supervisor, or I can't. It's on my vision board to be an assistant manager. Like, no, <laughs> it's not at all. I... What I was striving for. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I eventually did make my way up to a store manager. Uh, not the store that I was there at. Uh, I did have yeah. to end up transferring to a different location. Uh, but th- at that point, I had graduated college. And something else I found out relatively quick is um, newly graduated art school students don't tend to get work. So, really?
0: Not with an arts degree. <laughs> you
1: know, there's always ex- exceptions. Yep. Always. But uh, I was having a heck of a time getting a job. And, um, and I was like, well, you know, Lego still hiring i mean i'm still employed and they're giving me a check and you know i see no reason to abandon that um so i'm going to just keep running that track while i'm you know taking my time uh building whatever my business is going to be for myself uh little did i know i mean if you could only tell me back then little did i know that that was going to end up being a 12 year detour of of trying to be an artist that's incredible um but uh, so it was really to answer your question, it was a job. It was yep. there. Yeah. Uh, it was a matter of right place, right time, right location. Um, I don't at right I will... work ethic. Right, right work ethic. Um, I don't know if it was necessarily me. Maybe if somebody else was there at that right time, maybe they would have gotten the job. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, and then I was there, and uh, and then that was a whole kind of journey from there on on where I went.
0: Well, it's as I always say. It's like you know, you want. You've got to earn money to follow your dream, and now yeah. you got to the point where you're following your dream. So
1: Yeah, I mean, unless Hurrah. you're born independently wealthy.
0: Well, that too. You need the
1: money. <laughs> you, <laughs> you you gotta, need,
0: <laughs> I was gonna say, you gotta, first I mean, you'll get the money, then you get the Lego. No. Uh, <laughs> I mean, hey. <laughs> <laughs> um and so at what at what point uh for you working for lego did you actually start building like
2: oh was it
0: sort of day one you're like i'm taking this home or
1: well yeah i mean that's a good question so when you work when you work in the stores um obviously there's a great deal of products that need to be built for display purposes Yep, um a, a lot more than i think most people realize there's a lot of stuff that needs to get built um You know, when you, when you go to a Lego store, for those that have been fortunate to have a Lego store near you, or you can visit one, uh, you walk in and people kind of are used to seeing the display case in the front. And oh, that's the new, the new four or five sets that just came out. And then you walk in and there's a couple maybe in the middle of the store, but there's also around the whole perimeter of the store, these cases that maybe have five, six, seven sets on display each. Uh, and then you've got like even the little thinner border that goes around and like, there's a set in almost every one of those. I mean, a store at any given time could need to have a hundred to 150 sets be built Wow. and, and you just kind of forget that because you kind of like, Oh yeah, there's three in the middle of it. Yeah. But there's a lot that needs to get built. And this is of course, every time new products come out, you got to do it again. So when I was working at the store in terms of building, uh, I was building sets for display. Yep. Uh, and. One of the things I noticed quite uh, quickly in, in that store, and, and it's been kind of true ever since, uh, and I think it's kind of almost shocking, if not uh, blasphemy for most Lego fans. But a lot of people that work uh, for Lego or in a Lego store, really for Lego as a brand, don't really care about Lego. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, it shouldn't be that big of a surprise, but I mean, you know, it's a job and you can't expect everyone that works for microsoft or apple or wherever to be enthusiastically passionate about whatever it is that they do it's a job and it pays the money and maybe they're really good at it yeah um but uh same thing at lego you know I, I quickly found out in my store i was one of like two people that actually enjoyed to build sets for display oh
0: okay uh, a
1: lot of other people were like no thanks let kevin do it uh <laughs> just because they weren't really interested in it and i was like okay so um, there was a lot of kind of homework, so to speak. Uh, uh, okay. like, All right, you know, these sets are coming out. Can you take them home, uh, build them, you know, whenever, and then bring them back in when you're done with them. Uh, and so that was really when I started building again as an adult uh, yep. outside of childhood it was building Lego products for display in the store. Yep. Uh, and I didn't even know about mocks or building your own original creations um not for years into my uh career i think probably two or three years in, maybe more yeah uh, um, but i think two two to three sounds about right is when i even learned that was a thing <laughs>
0: you're like hang on why are you buying so many of that set well there's a <laughs>
1: no. yeah and and i mean at that time too um my older son was much younger. Yeah. Uh, um and so we were we were also we didn't do a lot of like playing and building Lego together, but there was a couple times where I got him sets and we we built those together. Um like I I particularly remember uh getting him a police station, one of 4000 police stations in the lineage of police station. Yeah. Uh and we built that together and he enjoyed it and then immediately destroyed it and wanted me to rebuild it. And I did. And then he destroyed it. And then he wanted me to rebuild it. And I said, and I'm done. Now I'm done. We've done it. We've done it a couple of times. I'm not going to rebuild it. Either. I'm out.
0: <laughs> Pat uh, me, I'm out. Well, but it's, as, as you said before, like about staff, not necessarily being into Lego. It's it's like, any, yeah, it's like any job, really. Like, you know, the concreter doesn't have a driveway. The mechanic has a terrible car. Yeah. Like, it's, I mean,
1: you know, it doesn't. It doesn't negate the fact that those people are good at what they do. Yes, uh, or that you can rely on them to do the job. But uh, but yeah, so many um, Lego fans have such a hard time wrapping their heads around people that work for Lego that don't have any interest in Lego, don't like it, uh, actively don't want to build. Yeah, uh, just like they they almost are gonna you know, uh, declare they have the vapors and pass out. It's just like, it's, it
2: just happens.
0: <laughs> well, it's like, I used to work at a chocolate shop for, a, well, actually several chocolate shops for many years, and it was the same thing. It's like, I don't mind chocolate, but everyone's like, oh, is it your dream job? It's like, oh, no. This, oh, yeah. this. <laughs> the grass
1: is always greener on the other side. Of
0: this. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, now, so... <clears throat> Fast forward to today. So now you do uh, commissions and so forth. So you 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 yep. left Lego and you're actually doing what, you know, you love. Like you love Lego, yes. but yep. you're doing what yep. you want to do. Um, one of the things I came across was uh, your comic strip, uh, Bricks in the Middle.
1: Yep. What's the geo? I've debated wearing a shirt, Bricks in the Middle shirt. So... Um, so uh, <laughs> Yeah, so bricks in the middle was something I started. Uh, oh, man, when did I start it? 2012, but oh I didn't guy. really do anything really with it until yep. like 2015 or 16. Yep. Uh, I mean, it's been around for a while, but um, what it is, it's it's a comic about Lego fans for Lego fans. Yep. Um, and I am by no means the first person to tread these grounds. There has been countless comics. Um, one of the huge inspirations for me is the comics, uh, the comic Foles, yep. which is by Greg Highland. Um, he is an awesome artist in uh, in Ontario, Canada. Yep. And his his comics has been around for I think maybe twenty years now. Oh, okay. uh, but it's very similar in that it's like about Lego fans. It's about the community. It's about fandom. Uh, and so mine is kind of in that similar vein. And it uh, it follows a a fan by the name of Sparks. He's like the main guy. And he's not meant to be a hardcore uh, AFOL. Like, he knows all the acronyms. He knows all the standards. He's not meant to be that character. But he, he's also not meant to be like a total noob. He's yep. kind of meant to be in that process of going from that point to the hardcore, like in the middle of it. Yep. Um there's a lot of, when you start diving into the comic, there's a lot of callbacks to the title. It's like, he's kind of in the middle of yeah. things. It's like, oh, uh, which is one of the reasons why that title is the title is because I kept going like, it's, I just kind of want it to be in the middle. And I was like, I'm just going to call it Bricks in the Middle. Yeah. Um, and, and it was, yes. But it's, uh, it follows him uh, you know, as he just explores his hobby and tries to poke fun at anything and everything. Um, that Lego fans do. Um, unfortunately, I'm not as uh, uh, speedy when it comes to releasing new comics as I like to be. Yeah. Uh, and the only reason is because the comic, for the most part, generates zero revenue. So it's yep. just like it's a free comic. It's for fun. I post it on there. Uh, I will say I do have merchandise. Yes. Uh, mostly because people have asked for it. They're like, is there anything? Uh, so like, I have like the one by eight badge bricks that has the comic title on it for sale. Um, I've got enamel pins, which was really cool. I was like, oh, this is really neat. Um, and I've got minifigs, which a lot of people not like the minifig of the main character, kind of like just him translated into a minifigure. Okay. Um, so I have stuff, but because it doesn't earn any income, it kind of gets put to the bottom of the priority yeah. list. Um, so I don't make as many, but the comic strip itself, it's, it's free to read. Yep. Um, it's, uh, it's meant to be quick four panel strips. Yep. Um, and we were trying to, uh, and, and we, because it's, it is a partnership. Um, I've got a buddy of mine, uh, his name's Matthew K and Matthew does a lot of work for bricks in the middle. That's not art. <laughs> so like I draw the whole thing. I illustrate the whole thing. I edit it all together. I make all the fun graphics. I make all the assets, but he does everything else. Yep. So he's the one that like makes the website, puts the storefront together, uh, created our email newsletter that he sends out. Uh, he types all the copy, any of the copy for online stuff he does. Um, but a lot of times he doesn't get a lot of credit because he didn't draw it. <laughs> so it's like well, I drew. It. But um, so that's what I mean when I say we. So um, we have uh, partnered up with uh, Brick Journal Magazine. Okay. So, uh, in Brick Journal, in the very last page of Brick Journal magazine, and Brick Journal magazine is a great publication that's been around in the Lego community for again almost twenty years now. Um, there uh, was and still remains Aful Comics by Greg Highland, which again is a huge inspiration to me. Uh, and now we alternate um, because Greg was also starting to get a little burnt out of doing the comics. So, I mean, I was I was incredibly honored for him to be like do you want to put your comic in there instead of mine? And I'm like, this is the guy to like inspire me to do the comic. And he wants me to like take the torch from him. Uh, so, but uh, he didn't step completely away. He just like scaled back. So now we go back and forth. Yeah. So there'll yep. be a, a bricks in the middle comic and this issue. And then the next issue will be a and the next issue is bricks in the middle. And we actually celebrated that with a, what I called the crossover comic, which was sparks meeting Greg Highland in the comic strip. <laughs> which was like, that was like one of my favorite ever. Uh, and Sparks is reading AFL's comic in the comic. Uh, yep. And I'm like, this is just too good. Um, so, but the, because Brick Journal has like a, uh, oh my God, it's out there. It's like a four month lead time because I mean, this is an old school print magazine. Yep. Uh, it's got a four month lead time and each issue comes out uh, it's supposed to be monthly, but sometimes it'll roll over into like every six weeks or every eight weeks, depending on delays and stuff, yep. which happens a fair amount of times. Um, and so I'm in a I'm lucky in that when we kind of syndicated bricks in the middle to Brick Journal, I already had like ten done. So like I still have like five more that have never appeared in Brick Journal. So I'm like, well, I don't have to worry about creating a new one until we run out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and so get that's <laughs> like. Yeah. That's like the fire, a little bit of fire under me is, is when I know when brick journal asks me for a new one and I don't have one ready, I'm going to need to make a new comic. Uh, <laughs> but I have, I have like a stack of ideas for the comic strip. Like when I, I'm like, Oh, that's funny. That should be a comic. Uh, I'll write it down and I'll put it in a stack of paper and um, it's just collected and collected and collected, but people really enjoy it. They think it's funny. Yeah, uh, they, find, they find humor in it. I just wish I could release more comics more often for it, but it, it's there. It's a thing.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, you you, you got to balance your time. <laughs> you need money? <laughs> I mean, yeah, what makes sense, right? Like <clears throat> what makes sense to, to do
1: this? And, and I mean, th- this is one of the reasons why, um, you know, not, to, not at all to get into the self-promotion route because I'm not intending to do that. Yeah. But one of the reasons why I launched like a Patreon page Was to try and find ways to have income coming in for what I do, yeah. Um, in order to enable me to do a few more of those personal projects that won't give me money, yeah. Uh, and and that's been great, and that's moving in that direction. I mean, it's still a little ways away from that, but like that's that's the reason why that exists is that if if that can grow to something sustainable, there can be a lot more just. Things that kevin does for fun yeah and that
0: uh, people can enjoy so Kevin's slush fun money
1: <laughs> fun things
0: fun um things. but yeah if, if if you like there's
1: so many you you know this community has a cast of characters Um uh, oh, yeah. new 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 and old um there's a couple like archetypes that just you see over and over again in different areas of the world There's a lot of stuff. There's way too many people that take the hobby way too seriously. Yeah. Uh, um, And then there's people that take it way too aloof. And it's just like all those things need need to be comics. Yeah. I mean, they just need to be. They need to be comics. They need to be funny. uh, Just because you need to be able to laugh at that kind of stuff, you have to. Yeah. You have to laugh at that kind of stuff. (laughs) Uh, One of my favorite things to do with it is to feature real people in the strip. Yeah. So Sparks is not real. He's not a real person, Uh, but like Greg Highland's real and he's in the comic strip. Uh, People like David Pagano are real and they're in the strip. Uh, Brian Saviano, not real, but real or real, but in the, in the strip. And I love to, um, I usually feature people. I know, I know kind of decently well. Yeah. And so I know like their position on things. Uh, So like, uh, for example, uh, David Pagano is, is very, um, uh, outspoken about his feelings on kind of gatekeeping and kind of like the elitist attitude in the community, yep. and how fans will be like, only only true fans deserve X, Y, or Z. Uh, and so, of course, when I put them in the comic, I try to make them that of which they hate. <laughs> but like the put the strip that David was in was about an entitled fan wanting the stuff for himself. <laughs> And, and so they usually get a, ch- a, a crack at it because they're like, dude, this is like totally opposite of what I think. I'm like, I know, that's why it's in this trip. Like that. <laughs> so, I like,
0: yeah. I like your idea. It's awesome. <laughs> Do you like going down the comic route? Like, cause I really like a lot of your pictures. They're very sort of cutesy. <laughs> I, okay. I'm sorry. That's probably a bad word. <laughs> nope. Hey, Do you, you like
1: know, what's people? funny that you say that is that I've had, I've had not a lot of people, but I've had a couple people, uh, speak to me usually in person not not usually by a message yeah but they'll be like oh kevin i really like your artwork it's really really nice and i've got an idea but i just don't think you'll be able to do it uh <laughs> and like, and i'll be like why do you not think i'll be able to do it i mean not to i mean there's some things that i can't do but yeah i'm like well like elaborate and they'll be like well you know i want like something like sinister or like evil looking and all your stuff's just happy and i'm like you know, I can draw evil things and like mean things and like sinister <laughs> Uh, It's just like, you know, I mean, my own personal taste is usually like, I consider myself a, a very, very optimistic person. I like to be, I like to laugh. I like to enjoy life and have fun. Uh, it doesn't mean I don't like a good horror movie now and then or whatever. But uh, so, I mean, that tends to, you know, manifest itself in what you do and what you create is that a lot of times I like to smile and have fun and laugh. So a lot of my stuff's going to be, happy go lucky things and and but it doesn't mean i'm incapable of of doing stuff uh but it was funny because um like recently i i drew um grand admiral thrawn from star wars and he's a very menacing menacing character yeah uh not meant to be happy he meant to look at you like uh, oh and uh, one of those guys that had said that to me reached out and he's like, whoa, Kim, you can draw stuff like that. And I'm like, <laughs> just because I haven't doesn't mean I don't. Uh, but, uh, but so I'm not offended by the, the term cutesy.
0: <laughs> as soon as I said it, I went, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, the drawing you were just talking about, the Grand Admiral, is that this, you've got that as a sticker?
1: Yep. I've been, you know, I won't lie. Like I, I do a lot of experimentation because I don't yep. know I don't know what's gonna work I don't know what's gonna what's gonna resonate with people and in the artist field of course you can do commissions that is the the yes you can do that yeah uh, people can give me money I can create something for them um, so commissions is, is always open I'm always working on commissions um, but my time is limited you know, I only have so many hours in the day I can only do so many things at one time. Yep. And as I've already told you, you know, I'm I'm at home, I'm trying to make sure this is staying together. Uh, so that, that also is just a stress, uh, a stretch on the time. So I'm constantly looking for ways that I can, um, make income outside, or I should say in addition to the commissions that I'm doing, uh, because I enjoy doing the commissions. I enjoy creating stuff for people. Um, like one of the most rewarding things ever is when someone's like, Hey, I just started a youtube channel i'd really like it if you can make a logo we make a deal i make the logo i get paid and then i see them like with a shirt with the logo i made embroidered I'm, that's awesome i'm like that's super cool uh like i love seeing my stuff kind of translate out into the to the wider world um but it's it's one at a time you know it's one commission at a time yeah and you know one commission can be as quick as two hours Yep. Or it could take sixty hours to do, and when I'm sitting there working on it, uh, usually a lot of my stuff I don't do an hourly rate. Yep. Uh, it's very rare when I do an hour. I mean, there's a couple like companies I worked with. They're like, "We must have an hourly rate from you." I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> here's the hourly rate then," uh, and they pay me, so it's fine. But yeah. most of the time, it's like, "This is how much this project's going to cost you." So, like in in for me, I'm like, "Okay, I'm about to spend fifteen hours on a thing." And I'm gonna get, I don't know, 100 bucks out of it. Uh, That's great and all, but is there anything I could do that could keep making money while I'm doing this and making this? Yeah, doing this. And so that's why I've been exploring with things like prints, like large and small size art prints, uh, which are like high quality printouts of work I've done. Uh, That's my son running around up there, if you can hear it. Um, And stickers. Uh, And a lot of this is just taking cues from like the pop culture convention circuit. You know, what, what do artists do at Comic-Con? And a lot of times they'll sit there, they take commissions. So you can pay the money to draw a character of your, of your choosing, but they also have prints for sale. They have stickers for sale. They have enamel (laughs) pins for sale. Um, And so stickers has been something that I've really tried to dive into. Um, I was actually at a County fair, uh, an old school County fair uh, here in Connecticut A couple years ago, and there was like a a, like a tent. You know, you can like rent a tent outside.
0: Okay, yeah. Like a a little match
1: for vendor. Yeah. So you've got like a row of tents, Uh, and so there's a tent, and it was a guy selling stickers. And I don't, um, I don't think he was an artist. (laughs) I think he was. (laughs) I, I don't think so. I think he was one of those people that's like, these are cool logos. I'm gonna take it off the internet, turn it into a sticker. Yeah. Uh, hey, I'm not going to knock the hustle. Uh, so, but like, I remember walking into this tent and it was just like wall to wall to wall stickers, like um, just like thousands of stickers. And I mean, anything you can imagine, I mean, we're not going to get into the legal uh, debate of whether, or not <laughs> you can, but I mean, this guy had like, Oh, the Ford logo, Toyota, uh, Apple, Pepsi, Coca-Cola, uh, the U.S. Army, G.I. Joe, Nickelodeon, like just any <laughs> logo that you can imagine was as a sticker. And um, I was like, wouldn't it be cool if like I did something where I had like a thousand varieties of something I made like this, this would be like that concept was exciting to me. Yeah, And so I eventually ended up doing um, some face stickers because I was drawing like caricatures of faces for uh, me, actually for my business, for my branding. And then I did it for a couple of my friends uh, and people ended up liking it. And they were like, can I hire you to draw my face like that? I was like, okay. <laughs> and so I ended up doing a bunch. I did like 30 and then I said, oh, I need to draw like like real, like famous faces and stuff, like like cartoon characters and things. Like, this was like a, a rolling evolution. And so I did my first wave of 10 stickers which I just tried to hit up things that were interesting. Yeah. Uh, I yep. did sneak like one or two in there that were purely because I wanted to do it. Uh, so like I put uh, Mario as portrayed by Bob Hoskins in the nice. 1993 <laughs> film. Nobody wanted that. I wanted it. So, but I, I drew that and I did, um, uh, I think I did Ang from the avatar cartoon on Nickelodeon. Yeah. I did, uh, Freddie Fazbear, which is like a hot, Video game character. A lot of kids are into that. Uh, and I did one Lego sticker. I did uh, Benny from the Lego. Oh, uh, yep. And in a surprise to no one, uh, the Benny stickers, I sold like half my stock. <laughs> and then all the rest of them was like, why did you print these? So I'm like, <laughs> hmm. all right. And that's actually kind of been, a, a, it's been a blessing and a curse for me Is that i'm incredibly thankful that i spent 12 years developing an amazing network with lego fans all across the country all across the world actually um and they're very supportive and i really can't thank them enough without their support i wouldn't be able to do anything to be honest Uh, but it's a constant struggle for me because i'm like you know i do more than lego stuff like i can draw more than lego figures um and also again i i just get nervous I mean as a fan artist you're always going to take a risk. Legally, you're going to take risk every time yep. because you're drawing characters that are not your your own. Uh, and so if that company or brand of DC Comics or Marvel wants to say stop, they can. Yeah. A lot of times they don't because they see it just as more promotion for their brand and their characters and their, That's why that's why there's millions of fan artists on the planet. Yeah. But it is a risk uh and i get nervous if i'm putting too many eggs in one basket yeah i'm like man i just don't want to be like only lego art and then lego's like don't sell lego art it's like then i have nothing to sell um so i try to diversify what i do and that has been really fun for me doing like the stickers because it evolved out of this kind of face project i was doing i think they're really easy to pop in and pop out yeah because it's not like drawing an entire figure which can take forever it's like oh i just need to draw the face that's all i need to do is the face uh, so kind of gives you like an artistic challenge like you know can, can you convey the emotion and feeling of a character in just the face and just the uh if it's like an actual celebrity uh that's another challenge is can you make the likeness can it yeah. look like leonard Cohen? is it going to look like spock or is it not going to look like spock <laughs>
2: um
1: sometimes i think they're pretty good sometimes they could be better um but uh yeah, I make tons of stickers. I always think back to that tent where I'm like, maybe one day I'll have, I'll have a thousand <laughs> stickers
0: that you can buy. Then you go outside to the next tent, and old mates there, and he's got all your stickers as well. <laughs> oh, I mean, if he bought
1: them first, I wouldn't. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, hey, you could be a reseller. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, they they've you know they they do sell better than my prints do. That's yep. just a fact. Is I have more stickers than I sell the prints. Yes, the Prince cops more money, um, but uh, the stickers do do decently well. Um, I've got like fifteen or so Lego-inspired stickers. Uh, of course, they sell better than all the other ones, uh, just because again my network is very Lego-heavy. Yeah, um, <clears throat> but I am really trying. Like in this next uh, six to eight weeks, I am pushing hard into some non Lego artwork. Uh, just to try to seed the ground as much as I can. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I just launched uh, the Grand Admiral Thrawn from Star Wars. Yep. Uh, I'm a huge Nintendo fan. I've got a, a slew of Nintendo stickers coming. I'm also hoping to do a Halloween wave.
3: Oh, okay. That
1: one is actually going to be really challenging for me because it's going to be based all on like film. Yeah. And so, like, I need to, uh, for example, like, if I'm going to make an Elvira. I need it to look like Elvira. Like, it yep. needs to look like her, And that's a lot different than, like, making Pikachu look like Pikachu.
2: It's very,
1: <laughs> very different. Uh, because you know, just the subtle differences in how you approach, uh, like, an eye, the eye shape can look like the person or not look like the person. Yeah. So, uh, I've got a lot of work ahead of me. I, I would like to have a nice Halloween wave with, like, some of those iconic films. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm talking scream and uh frankenstein um uh, a lot of people have requested michael jackson as the zombie from thriller so that'll probably be in there um but you know the other interesting thing about all of this is that uh this year this wonderful year we have 2020 this was the year that i had already scheduled to be tabling at these uh, pop culture shows and conventions like, like I did one show last year in 2019, one. Yep. And that was like putting my toe in the water. Uh, and it was late in the year. It was like October. And I was like, okay, I can do this. I can do, like, I was at the artist alley with the other artists and we all had our wares out. And, and I was like, I can do this. I can do this. <laughs> um, and, and I learned a lot from, a lot from doing that. I, I changed a lot of things. And I was like, okay, here we go. New year. Uh, When we get into the spring and the summer, which is usually when all those shows happen, sign me up. And so I was ready for like Boston Comic-Con, Rhode Island Comic-Con, Hartford Comic-Con. I was looking at uh, stuff in New York. I was like, I was ready to roll. And then like the world stopped. And I was like, oh, no. Uh, Because another kind of reality is when you're at a show, right, when you're there, uh, there's a lot more impulse buying going on. Yeah, you know, because you're you're excited, you're you're there either with your friends or you're visiting, and you're excited. Look at all this culture stuff. It's all the brands I like. It's all the themes I like. It's all the games, the movies, the films, the books, the comics, and so people drop a lot of impulse money. That's what they do. Um, it's a lot harder to make someone click a mouse and make an online purchase for something. Uh, I mean, it may not seem like it, but it is.
3: Yeah, no, and, right.
1: <laughs> um, as evidence of my Etsy listings. It, it, it's like that's been another challenge is that i feel like i wouldn't have had as much difficulty selling in a setting like that at a show yeah versus selling online so that's been another learning curve for me is how do i market my social media presence for my my art brand in my business and that's been a lot of like make sure you post something every day, oh, you know, stuff like, stuff like that, that is dumb, but you have to do it. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, uh, I mean, you don't have to, but if you want to see growth and engagement,
0: what's the ultimate sort of style you would like to draw in?
1: I've been told through my whole life by educators and people that see my work that I have a very graphic style. Yeah. Hold that countless times. And that's, I think having to do with a lot of like the harsh angles I use because I do like that. I like, I like having more rigid angles and stuff. I, I that's my style. Like I like that. Um, but um, and so usually that also brings kind of a cell shaded cartoony approach to coloring. Yep. Uh, again, it doesn't mean I can't make it menacing and dark, but it's going to be, it's still going to be kind of cell shaded and it's going to be kind of angular because that's, that's my style. Yeah. Um. I can draw realistic. I have. I've spent many years of my life, uh, studying anatomy and figure drawing. So I've got tons of experience in like drawing the human form, very detailed and like having a flow to it. That's just not personally how I like to draw, but yeah. I've done it. Um. I would love to be able to draw like some of these, uh, a lot of these comic book artists that I follow that just knock it out of the park. Uh. They just like. It's this perfect balance of nailing the human form, like being, an, you know, anatomically correct in all the different places, but like also kind of cartoony, not like yeah. too far. It's not too far. It's like in the middle and then they color it and I'm just like, I can't do that. It's just like really like solid. Uh, and and another one of my dreams one day, one maybe. I mean, this is probably going to be 10 years from now. Uh, but I do, I have my own original story. Um, not to be confused with bricks in the middle, which is also my own original story, but I have my own original, like universe world thing, um, that I made when I was in high school. Oh, okay. And it has, I've never forgotten it but I love to do like a creator owned comic about it. But I mean, that's going to be something that's like, we're not talking about fan art. This is nobody else's character. So like, this is all me. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, something like that I think would only be possible with like a lot of support with like a bunch of patrons or maybe a Kickstarter or something, because I'm like, there's no way this is going to happen because it's, unless you really invested in me, Yeah. you don't know anything about this. Um, and I'd love to do that, and I would love to like experiment with like a more, I, more mature. Sounds so stupid, but like a more mature art style, I guess. Not,
0: not cutesy, Greg.
1: Yeah, I mean, not cutesy.
0: <laughs> but uh, but like, you know what I mean?
1: Like, I like to really like w- when that happens. Yeah, I would like to push myself a little further with it and try to be a little bit uh, in that like dc marvel like current day comic style yeah Um, i mean i'm I'm certain i could do it i just don't do it regularly
0: let's move away from drawing just for a second um yeah yeah. so i see a massive wall of lego behind you oh (laughs) is there? oh yeah (laughs) um (laughs) do you do you work on commissions as Lego as well Or is this just your personal uh, Just build for me
1: It's a great question um, So obviously this this Everything you see before you yep. Was amassed During my career um, it's, it's no secret That people that work at Lego Get a discount uh, It's a pretty good discount um, It's very generous They also tend to get a lot of freebie stuff to take home Almost every day So if you can imagine me working at Lego for 12 years, it it starts to amass. Uh, And I'm not alone. I'm not alone by any means. There's people that work there longer. that have much larger collection. Uh, They weren't trying. (laughs) They're just like, oh, this is everything I get. Uh, But um, (laughs) I obviously have a sorting and storing system. Yep. Uh, It doesn't necessarily work for everybody. This is just how I have it. I've got it sorted by uh, the color, the stripes of color, and then the columns are shapes. Uh, so it could be like one column could be like one by one bricks all the way down. Yeah. But it would be like black tan. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> it's not the entire basement. Uh, I think <laughs> I have like 40 of these, I think. Yeah. Uh, so this, it like wraps around one side of the room. Yep. Uh, when I first launched my my own freelance business i did offer model making as one of the things i do um because i have done a decent number of mocks uh i i have i have been blogged by the brother's brick that's a thing you're supposed to say (laughs) um i have been blogged by the brother's brick um i i feel like i feel like most creative people whether it's like tangible things or you can be creative in whatever yeah if you're if you're already creative you can be creative um So I do, I do mocks. I've done plenty of mocks over the years. Um, If you guys are still familiar with that ancient website known as Flickr, I do have a Flickr. It still has my mocks on it. Um, But um, so this was really here to kind of just facilitate the hobby. so I was like, you know, I like to build and stuff like that. But when I launched my business, I did offer model making. Um, And I didn't get, I didn't get any commissions. I have had, commissions in the past um not many yeah i think i could probably count on one hand how many commissions i've had but uh i had one person one time reach out to me and build a like a like this size little statuette of his dog
3: oh okay it was meant
1: to be like a realistic kind of thing um a schnauzer supposed to be a schnauzer it was a white and brown schnauzer and i actually was really proud of it i was like wow This is like master builder quality. Um, (laughs) And uh, it had to be glued because this person wasn't a Lego person. They just like Lego, but wasn't a Lego builder. Uh, So I had to glue it. Um, I was asked uh, to, uh, you remember the cube dudes? You're familiar with cube dudes? It's like the precursor to Brickheads. Oh, okay. Uh, Yep. Yeah, it was, it's a fan thing. It's not a Lego company thing. Yeah. But a a fan by the name of Angus McLean created this concept of cube dudes which was basically very very simple uh body and then the head was a three by three by i think four t- tall cube for the head and then the head had to be tilted at an angle so that like the, the point or like the corner of the cube was Let's here see. and you can actually make some pretty creative characters so he, he launched this like style yeah. to the world he said hey everybody i made this style do whatever you want with it and he made like 500 different cube dudes from like every pop culture thing in existence. And it, it really was a phenomenon until Brickheads came out. Yeah. Like Brickheads, then, oh, Brickheads is the new standard. But uh, <laughs> Q, I got paid once to build a uh, like a Fantasia Mickey Mouse, like with the magician's hat uh, in a cube dude style. So it was like somebody wanted Mickey in that style, yeah. uh, which was very difficult to make like a three by three by four cube Mickey mouse head with the, the hat and the ears, but I did it. Um, and, uh, and that was really it. I haven't been, uh, I think there's one or two maybe that I'm forgetting. Oh, I did a mosaic once. Yeah. Somebody wanted, uh, for father's day. They, they wanted their father, like a portrait of their father as a mosaic. I mean, that's like pretty easy. It's just like, okay, I'll put the photograph into a filter and turn it into cubes and build it for you. Uh, which is what I did. Uh, I mean, it was really big. It was like four 48 by 48 base plates. Yep. Uh, and I and I mounted that to some kind of wood. Like I just glued it. I glued it to, because so, you, you needed to be sturdy of some kind. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, not many. Yep. Uh, but I've done it. Uh, I don't mind doing it. It's kind of fun doing that. Uh, but uh, when I launched the, the business, no, nobody was taken up on that one. And, you know, like, if you were to ask me my opinion, like is Lego building art? Absolutely it is. It absolutely is. When you build your own thing, it's art. I don't consider building sets an art by any means. Yep. Uh I think really great Lego products is really great <clears throat> toy design. And building it is really great job following instruction. But um building your own original sculptures and models and creations is absolutely art. Yep. So I think it belongs in an artist portfolio. But I've also, as I told you, been kind of trying to break away from this artist, uh, from this Lego mold a little bit. Yeah. And so I, I had it up on my site. I had like a whole uh, uh, folder on my site dedicated to my mocks. And I took nice photos and edited like the rest of my artwork. And I, after a while, I think it was even a whole year, I was like, I'm going to boot the Lego stuff off yeah. the site. I mean, just for a little, for, for a spell for a spell i'm gonna take all this stuff off so i like i removed model making off of my like header uh i removed the folder um and i mean i've only made a couple mocks since then uh and i've never photographed them which is kind of a tragedy i still have them i have never photographed them uh i need to and i actually just started building one a new one um which is actually he's hiding out back there there's a teaser
0: oh Uh, sweet i won't say what it is because take a photo of that all you get
1: (laughs) but um so i i build i don't build often actually my track record is one mock a year that's my track record uh it doesn't mean i'm building some gigantic no 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 it's a it's a it's a moderate sized build but i one a year that's I that's it
0: see i'd like to have that restraint
1: (laughs) it's you know it's just time yeah that's it. it like if i had more time uh, I mean, when I sit there and, and I start thinking about juggling, taking care of the house, feeding the kids, uh, homeschooling now for the last, for the last half a year, I've been homeschooling my son. Uh, so homeschooling, working for myself. Uh, like I'm just like, there's no time left. Uh, so like that's, that, I mean, that's taken me weeks and I haven't really, it should not have taken weeks.
0: Uh, so it's just like, well, the thing you have to realize, remember as well is when you're building Lego, you have to find the part. Then you have to build it. Then you have to put away the stuff that you (laughs) didn't work. Forever sorting.
1: (laughs) Forever sorting, 100%. And you know, the irony is, like, this is almost like a a lie. Because when you see this, you're like, this guy's got a whole collection perfectly sorted. No. (laughs) Uh, Like, I've got my one buys. One by one, two, three, four, six, eight, 10 over there and ready. I've got my two bys, two by twos through 10 or whatever. And then we start to get into the one by plates and one by tiles. And then we get the roof tile slope parts and then we get regular slopes. And then that's the end folks. (laughs) Uh, And so like, it's kind of very basic. If you think it like, it's like the basic Lego palette. Yeah. When you were like, yeah. Kevin, can you please grab? Uh, and people have done this to me, and I hate it when they do this to me. They're like, Kevin, would you mind grabbing one of those like brown arches for me real quick? And I'm like, Where? I don't know. It's <laughs> uh, so like I gotta go. Like I've got various levels <clears throat> of sorts, right? Yep. Like I've got like this bag of one by one Technic bricks.
3: Yep. That little are baggy. Nice.
1: By but like this is in a box in the other room with countless other bags uh, of other parts. Cause I mean, I've got as every Lego fan, right? I've got various levels of sorting done, but this is just the best photogenic background, but it's all basic. <laughs> like if, if you ask me, Kevin, can you get me a dark gray one by three tile? I could get that for you in seconds. Yeah. But if you asked for, you know, anything other than basic bricks, plates, tiles, jumpers, slopes then it's going to take me long.
0: yeah (laughs) you're like i'll be i'll be back go get a coffee i'll be
1: back i don't know how long but i'll be back
0: (laughs) any any tips for um for people who want to get into drawing and so forth
1: yeah yeah i mean it's it's just like really it's just like anything yeah uh practice you know if you want to do it do it you're not going to get better at doing it unless you do it yeah uh, and keep doing it, you know, even if it's like a little bit every day. Um, something that I actually used to get kind of sad about is that when I was like deep into my Lego career, like when I, when I had ascended into the corporate office and I was working with community, uh, which was wor- wonderful and rewarding in its own way, uh, I wasn't drawing ever. Yeah. Like I would go yeah. weeks, weeks, if not months at a time, not drawing a single thing. Uh, and that did definitely made me sad i would think about it all the time because i'm used to like drawing every day and now i don't think there's a day i don't draw, yeah uh in some way and so if you would like to to do it start doing it and don't get discouraged that it's not a picasso as soon as you start it's it's gonna get uh it's gonna get better with time You, you get better as you practice um there is absolutely no shame no shame in um, copying other people's work when you're learning. Um, there's actually um, an artist in Japan, I believe, um, who follows me very closely
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, on Twitter On Twitter, uh, and will uh, periodically take works that I post and then redraw uh, and redraws them in like a notebook. Uh, I'm not sure if it's a he or a she, unfortunately. Uh, it's one of those like, you know, avatar pictures. I'm like, I don't know, Yeah. Uh, but yep. um, uh, they will send me the photos just directly. Like they've never posted them online ever. Uh, but just like, they'll send me pictures like, Hey, I like the Deadpool. I, I drew it. And it'll be like in their little personal notebook, like my drawing, but oh. in, in their, uh, their attempt at. Yeah. And it, there's no, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, you know, you're learning and you can, Uh, I mean, there's a reason there are art books like textbooks is, uh, and, you know, if you think about even the, uh, the old masters, you think about Da Vinci and Rembrandt, they learned by studying people before them. Like Da Vinci was uh, sketching statues from sculptors before he was sculpting. Yeah. You know, like there is something about, uh, there's no, there's no shame in copying other people uh, when you're learning and you're exploring and you're practicing. There's also nothing wrong with posting it. Yeah. I mean, the, the only thing that people get, start to get weird about is like, well, I mean, if I make a sticker and then you copy the sticker and then you sell the copy of my sticker, it's a little like, but, you know, you know, that's like when it starts to get a little weird, yeah. but there's nothing wrong with, with when you're learning doing that. Uh, so my biggest piece of advice is to practice. If you want to do it, start doing it. Yeah. Uh, if you want to get better at it,
0: keep doing it. Just don't be old mate at the Kentucky Fair with these stickers. (laughs) Well, please don't. (laughs) (laughs) And um, this is the last question. Uh, Fondest Lego memory. Um, But actually, change that around. (laughs) Fondest fondest memory of drawing. Let's go with that. Oh, okay. Yeah, because... We can't. Whatever I'm you can answer it any way you want. You can say Lego if you want, but <laughs> I'm more than just Lego, Greg. That's why I went with scoring. <laughs> no, it's, fine. It's, fine. it's all good. It's
1: all good.
0: Um, uh, yeah, but uh, fondest. Yeah, fondest memory. Um,
1: I could about- give you. I could give you both, so you can have two things to end on. How about yes,
0: you? do that. Uh, yes.
1: My fondest. Um, I would say my fondest. Lego memory. I would probably say the first time I ever went to Bill and Dim. That was probably the most fondest memory. Yep. Um, and as, as anyone that works for Lego kind of in the upper tier, not to do any kind of, there's no, uh, you know, ivory tower. Th- and I'm not trying to get that. But yep. for people that are kind of in higher marketing positions or whatever, Bill is a regular trip. It's yep. like, oh, going to yep. Billund again. Uh, I have been to and Denmark, 15 times, yep. I guess. Uh, it does lose the magic <laughs> after you've gone four, four-ish times, yep. I think. Um, I mean, I, I should say it loses it when you're going there for work. I'm sure people that go for fun can go for fun over and over and over and over. But when you're going there for work, there's only so much distractions before it's not fun. Yeah. But my first time going... Was just like magic. Uh, I was like, "Wow, this is really where everything started. This is where the company started." There's the the founders' house still standing. Uh, I walked through it. I toured it. I got a full factory tour, and it was a private factory tour. So it was like me and the tour guide. Uh, so that was kind of incredible. Um, I got to walk by uh, the 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 high high management like tier of offices. I'm like, "Oh, there's where your the CEO sits. He's not CEO anymore." Yeah. Like, there's where he sits, and there's where the C COO sits. There's Balipata's desk. There's Mads Nipper. He's also not there anymore. But there's the chief marketing officer. Like that was kind of incredible, and uh, just kind of being there. It was my first time uh, outside the the. Uh, it was my first time outside the country, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, because like a lot of Americans, I didn't even have a passport. Uh, so I got a passport to go to Berlin, uh, and then of course since then I've been to. Uh, I've been to Germany, I've been to Brazil, I've been to Chile, I've been to Canada a dozen times. But that was my first trip outside of the country was to go to Denmark. And I would say that was probably my fondest memory. I took thousands of pictures. Um, they're also in my Flickr. Like, it's like my first <laughs> trip to Denver. Like, I think it's like a photo album, like 700 pictures. Like, even as soon as I landed in the airport and was taking pictures of like uh, the Lego sculptures in the Billund airport. Because uh, I mean, in Billund, Lego is everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere um uh, restaurants it's like is that a lego sculpture in the form of a restaurant uh, so that was really really uh fun
0: yep <clears throat>
1: uh and then so my fondest memory in terms of, of art and drawing to me there's no greater honor than someone taking something you've created and literally putting it on their body forever uh so the wonderful world of tattoos Yep. Uh, I do not have any tattoos. Uh, I'm not necessarily against tattoos uh, or myself getting any, but I don't have any. Uh, and I have been honored to have my work tattooed on four people now. Okay, uh, kind of crazy. It's kind of incredible because I mean that's like forever. <laughs> like, you know, your tastes change, right? Like, <laughs> I don't like that anymore, right? That, I used to think that was really cool, but that's like, cool. Oh, like my artwork going to be on your body for the rest of your life. Yeah. So
0: can you make it? Turn? I hope you really liked
1: it. <laughs> I hope you really liked it. Yeah. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I've had, I've had uh, somebody requested a, like an orange day lily, a flower. Uh, and I drew that and that was turned into a tattoo. Uh, I've been asked uh, three times now, I think for Lego figs that have been turned into tattoos now. Uh, one, one, uh, client asked me to draw him as a Lego figure, holding his newborn baby daughter as like the baby minifigure. Yeah. And I did. And, uh, and she hadn't been born yet. And I drew that for him. This was kind of like an, an anticipation. Yeah. Uh, and then she was born and then he decided to have the artwork tattooed on him. Uh, so then I, it's just, it's so incredible getting that email and you're like, Oh, update for you. And you're like, why is this client reaching out to me? Uh and it's like, oh, by the way, my daughter was born and we decided to get the artwork tattooed on me and it's like a photo of his arm with the tattoo on. I'm like, wow, okay, that's pretty incredible. Um uh, and uh and yeah, I have a client right right now uh who hired me to do something and it was not for a tattoo. Uh but he's like he, he told me the other night, he's like, I'm honestly thinking of tattooing this on me. And I'm like you wouldn't be the first. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think that there doesn't, there's not a more like rewarding, yeah, uh, thing. The artwork than to someone say, "I like this so much, I want to permanently add it to my." Body.
0: <laughs> they go to a dodgy tattooist. Next thing, it's on tattoo nightmares. No. <laughs>
1: oh, it looks totally like not the artwork at all. Yeah, <laughs> like totally Picasso yeah, that of <laughs> be- right. It's like yeah, the, the was it like the person the the artist restoration that did the the Madonna oh. and it's like
2: that Wolfman or whatever. Now it's
1: like, <laughs> that is not how that painting looked.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was um, <laughs> that was yeah. <laughs> were there, a were they a furniture restor restorer or something like that?
1: <laughs> that I don't even know. It's so, but now it's like famous. I hit, that image is in my burned in my brain of like the fuzzy circular head. Yeah. Which is like the two like, like the two, you know, half circles for the mouth. Yeah. Like, like, you know they just like it?
0: they're like nailed it.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, uh, I'm
0: feeling good. I'm feeling good about that. Um wow, okay. Um I'm sure I can keep going for days, but um <laughs> Thank you very much for coming on my podcast. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolute pleasure chatting with you. Um, and before we go, where can people find you? Get commissions, blah, blah, blah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks again for
1: inviting me onto this. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, and you guys, if you like to, um, so a couple things, if you are really interested in knowing the full unabridged Kevin Hinkle real life drama, uh, because apparently there's a lot of people that are, um, I did actually record a, uh, hour-ish, uh, weekly podcast called forever sorting. Yep. Uh, you can go to my YouTube channel, which is Mr. Hinkle draws. And that's, that's my handle on anything, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, look for Mr. Hinkle draws. That's how you'll find. Yeah. But if you're like, I really want to know about this guy's Lego story. Uh, I recorded that every week for two years. <laughs> so it, it is like 78 episodes, uh, about an hour at a time. I recommend listening with the speed up. Um, if you And I go through everything. I go from like my childhood interest in Lego to the day I don't work there anymore. So you get all 12 years. So if you're really interested, there's a thing. There's a place you can listen to Um, But yeah, outside of that, uh, follow me, all the socials, Mr. Hinkle Draws. Um, I try to post new artwork uh, or resharing old artwork every day. Um, I also have a website, KevinAHinkle.com. That's where my portfolio is. Uh, That's where my contact form is if you'd like to contact me that way. Of course, you can also just send me a direct message on anything else. Um, Check out my YouTube channel. Check out my Twitch channel, um, and uh, and I live stream also uh, every week. So I doodle do live stream. I do yeah, I do too. I do uh, the doodle stream every Friday morning, uh, Eastern time, and that's where uh, I I just draw what people tell me to draw for three yep. hours, uh, which is actually a lot of fun. And then on Tuesday evening, I do uh, brick building, which is I just sit here and I invite friends on and we talk about Lego. That's what we do. Oh, so sweet. Uh, there's a couple a couple other places If you are not sick of me yet uh, You can find a way to become sick of me
0: Yep, okay, sweet um, <laughs> And for that podcast, the 78 episodes Do you talk about, you'd like to go And Kevin when he was a young <laughs> like, yeah, Is it well, in fourth luckily, person, third person?
1: <laughs> luckily I'm not by myself Yep. <laughs> uh, like, we have, I've got my buddy uh, Julian Jul- It was Julian's idea, I blame him for the whole thing because yep. uh, he was like, you have a story that the world must hear. I'm like, why? Why do they need to hear it? Uh, but he was just adamant that it had to be done. And so I said, well, I'm not doing this by myself. That's dumb. Yep. <laughs> so yep. um, it is a combination of interviewish style. Yep. Where yep. If, if he's confused or if he wants to ask a question, he'll ask. And he'll, he'll interject and say, hey, what was that? Wait, wait, didn't you do this? Or who was that person? Um, but it is very episodic. Yep. It is very like, uh, so this was the day I got the job working at this location. And this and I, I talk about every, I mean, like in intense detail, uh, all of the uh, things I saw through my time at Lego that are questionable. Yep. Uh, like every company, uh, things that were really great. Uh, my personal like trials and tribulations on how I got to where I got and how I became the person I became. Um, all of my my heartache. And disappointment and when my hopes got dashed and when my hopes were fulfilled yeah uh but it, it's really like very much an episodic tale with a dash of interviewish style of my whole 12-year career at late
0: oh awesome
1: if you're ever bored
0: if you ever <laughs> get around it listen to this then go listen to that
1: absolutely absolutely
0: Well, that's it for this week's episode of For the Love of Brick. If you enjoyed it, feel free to check out some of our other episodes. If you know anyone in the Lego world you would like me to have a chat to, email me at fortheloveofbrick at gmail.com or message me on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter. And last but not least, if you want a deep dive into Kevin's story, you can find the Forever Sorting Podcast on Kevin's YouTube channel. See you next time.